0: I want <clears throat> to preach on a text. You may have heard it one time before, but you probably forgot it. But uh, something that Jesus said, he said, "Thou gavest me no kiss. Thou gavest me no kiss. And this is, uh, is going to be a, a message, hopefully, through the Holy Spirit, is a relationship we have with Jesus Christ. How, how is it? How is our relationship? with How personal is it? is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Do we just sometime come to church and go home and then you'll just float through the week or whatever? But I'm going to tell you, uh, he expects a whole lot more out of us than I will say the whole church world is giving him. Can you say amen? The scriptures is found in Luke 36 through 50. It says, and one of the Pharisees desired him, talking about Christ, that he would eat with him and he went unto the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus said at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at the feet behind him, weeping and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now, when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touched him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say to thee. And he said, Master, say on. Now, you know, Well, you realize not, Jesus not only hears what we say, but he hears what we think. And so he said, say on. He said, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other owed 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, Well, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thy house. thou gave me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss. But the woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil, thou didst not anoint. For this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loveth much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins be forgiven. And they that sat will meet with him begin to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins? And he said to the woman, thy faith have saved thee, go in peace. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today for your word of God, and we ask that your anointing will be upon it, Lord, that it may touch the hearts of people today, my heart, all of our hearts today, God, that Somehow we'll draw closer and be more thankful for Jesus. And we just ask that you'll give us the unction we need to speak these words today. And we'll glorify thy name. In Jesus' name we ask. And let everyone say amen. Amen. While asking God what he wanted me to preach, and I always do that, he gave me this text. "Thou gavest me no kiss. Now a kiss is, is an a, a action of, of a affection that everybody has. Now, Darcy's not in here now, but I, I will probably say since she'll be a year old, I think, next month, she's probably had at least two million kisses. <laughs> and probably David gave her a million of <laughs> But we even teach our kids that a kiss is an act of affection and love. Now, your marriage wouldn't last very long if there wasn't any kissing going on. Hello? I need to let that sink in a little bit. (laughs) I may not kiss my wife every day, but I kiss her sometimes two and three times a day, okay? That's the way I tell her that I love her, and she's first in my life. And I want to tell you that when these customs that I'm going to talk about just a little bit, when the Pharisee asked Jesus to come to his house, there were things that you did that was customary. First, you washed your guests' feet Or I had your servant to do it. Remember, they didn't have shoes like we have today. They had sandals and there wasn't no paved roads and their feet got, they got dirty. And then they would anoint their head with oil and they would kiss them on the cheek to show their affection and how glad they were that they were with them. But when this woman came, she did everything that Simon should have done, but she done it with a greater love than Simon had. Now we might, we'll talk a little bit about Simon a little bit. I don't know what his motive was to ask Jesus to come to his house. Uh, There's probably be a lot of those things that we could discuss, but he was a special visitor. Jesus and he deserve special attention. And we come to the house of God, Jesus deserves special attention. It ain't how good the songs are, it ain't how good the sermon is, is that we're here to kiss him, to show our affections how much we love him. Maybe Simon felt that he had done enough just for preparing a meal. I want you to listen closely because sometimes I think we are guilty. Because sometimes we feel this way. If the service was good enough, well, that's fine. Uh, It was a good sermon or it was a good song and all like that. So many times we put emphasis on what we are doing, what we need to be doing with this affection, showing Christ that we love him and thankful for what he has done for us, not just at church, but all times in our life. At at church, it seems that some of us are afraid to even lift our voice in prayer. I'm not used to that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I was raised when everybody prayed out loud and they meant what they prayed and they didn't care who heard them, and, but they wasn't praying to be heard. Sometimes it seems to me like four or five people are doing the kissing when it comes to prayer. Hello? Hello? Sometimes we don't put the emphasis at the right place at the right time. Sometimes we do different things for different reasons. But I just want to get back to, to the whole picture of this story because it's important, the setting of this. When Simon the Pharisee asked Jesus to come to his house to, and he prepared a meal, he thought that was enough. Now, what, what do we think is enough when we come to church? We're here an hour, hour 15 minutes. I'm not expecting you to shout me down today. (laughs) Do we come just to say, well, I went to church last week? Maybe I'm in His graces. Why do we come to the house of God? Some people say, well, that's where we get our blessings. That's true but we really come to the house of God to worship the one who saved us by his blood to give him all the glory that we have to him, to him. I said, I don't know the intent of Simon's invitation. It could have been just, well, Jesus is very popular and he's here. I think I'll get him to come to my house. I don't know what it it was. Maybe he just wanted to be the center of attraction for that day because, see, things are different than they are today. It could have been no more than just to test Jesus and try to get him to say something where he could go back at him. Don't know. Don't know. We don't know why Simon the Pharisee asked Jesus to come to his house, but we know he did, and Jesus accepted that invitation. What a privilege it was for Simon to have Christ visit his house. I don't know whether you've ever been in the presence of the Lord. I've been in it several times, but there's been times that it's just, it just outstanding. Nothing could compare to it. And I, I, I really believe with all my heart that's what God wants us to have here at Evangel. Not just one service every once in a while. I, I think he wants us to, and we use the word Pentecost, but I, I think he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth. Do we really love him as we say that we love him? Do we really care for him like we say we care for him? Is he really the one that we depend upon in our life to take us through life? Is he? We would say yes, but is he? Now, the feasting of those days are not like it are today. They mostly used a Roman style. And that was that the food was put and then there was a circle of couches where they laid upon it. They leaned upon their left arm and they ate with the right. And when it says that she was kissing his feet, that's because he was laying down and his feet was behind him. And she was washing his feet with her tears, drying them. The homes back then wasn't like our today. Uh, from what I studied on is that like the front was open, and people could just come on in and when they was having a feast like that, a lot of people just came in and stood around and and sometimes they would even say things while the feast was going on. So it was kind of a a crowded situation that day. As I thought on this, I got to thinking this is the way it is in our church. When we come to the feast, others will come in to hear and see what's going on. And like the feast with Jesus, sometimes the worst of the lot ends up with the beggar's best blessings. I'm glad I'm saved, aren't you? Aren't you glad you say, Aren't you, if you got the Holy Spirit baptism, aren't you glad for it? Amen. Aren't you glad that you know the truth? So you shall know the truth and the, and the truth shall make you free. Listen in Luke 7:36 and 38, it said, "And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him and he went to the Pharisees' house and sat down to meet him. and behold a woman in the city which was a sinner when she came when she knew that Jesus said it, meet in the Pharisees' house. Brought in her alabaster box and stood at his feet behind him, weeping. Began to wash his feet with tears and to wipe them with the hairs of her head and kiss his feet and anointed him with the ointment. She came for the very purpose of recognizing Jesus and blessing Jesus and knowing that Jesus would wash away her sin. She came because she knew that he would love her and forgive her of her lifestyle and change her life. And let me ask you a question. Why are we here today? Why do we come to this feast of the Lord we call church? Come on. What is our purpose in coming today? Well, it's not clear why Simon invited him to his house. But one thing is clear. He thought that providing Jesus a meal was sufficient, like us sometimes singing four songs and coming to the altar and having a sermon, we think that's sufficient. I, I, I don't know how I'm getting across to you today, but what I'm trying to tell you, God expects more out of us. Jesus expects a kiss, a kiss, not just to wash our feet, but he is expecting us to show real, true, genuine affection to him. Because of what he's done for us, Simon allowed Jesus to come to his house and be in his presence, and he thought all that was sufficient. And I think that's the way we are at Evangel Assembly of God sometime, or the First Baptist, or Grace Methodist, or Cornerstone. There ain't much difference between any, all of us. Come on, we got some doctrine difference, and we got. But I'm telling you, Jesus is looking for us to give him a kiss. A kiss of affection that we love him. We love him more than we love anything else. Do we think because we come to church, we've done him a favor? I know this is hard, but it's all right. You'll get over it. Simon fixed him a meal Jesus is not looking for us to fix him a meal. He's looking for us to worship him in spirit and in truth. How many times have we left God's house and failed to hear the cry, thou gave us me no kiss. Thou gave us me no kiss. Sometimes when people who we may think is a little less spiritual than us, and don't live as good as we do. Come on, we got that in us. and they leave with the blessings. Do you think maybe it's because they gave him a kiss? I want you to understand, he expects love from us. This woman brought with her everything she had and everything Jesus wanted. Her to bring. I mean, how much do you pray before you come to the house of God? First, she brought to him her sins, which were many. That's the first thing Jesus wants you to do to bring to him is your sin. Sin carries you down. Sin discourages you. He's a forgiving God. Jesus did not come for self-righteous people like this guy. Luke 19, 10, 11, it said, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. The next thing she brought was her heart. She stood at his feet, Luke seven thirty eight. she stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. She brought her heartfelt love and she proved it with her tears. Martin Luther, no, you don't know him, but he's in the 1500s. Speaking of this very thing, says she washed his feet with heart water. Do you love him so much? Sometimes you just stop and weep and thank him for what all he's done for you. You know, that's okay in the church house to cry. I see it around here sometimes. But I want to tell you, every tear that's shed has been bottled up. Come on. It has a reward coming with it. How long has it been since we just sat down and had a good weeping time with the Lord, tell the Lord how much we love him. Then she did something in public that was unheard of in those days. She had done undone her hair down and and she took her long beads of her hair and she began to dry his feet. Now what significance is that? Paul said a woman's long hair is her glory. She she destroyed, excuse me, she bestowed her glory on him. All glory belongs to Jesus. Do you know that? She kissed his feet Not his head, but his feet—a sign of great affection for him, for just for the love and humility she showed him, or he showed her. Fourth, next she brought the most, in the most expensive thing she possessed, and poured it out upon his feet, and the aroma filled the house. I'm going to tell you what she poured out on him was—you couldn't buy it today. I can tell you that. It's so expensive. And all these things she was blessing the heart of Jesus, showing him that she loved him for being a savior. But what was Simon thinking? Now, when the Pharisees, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, "This man, if he were a real prophet, he would have known who and what manner of woman this uh, that, that is that's touching him, for she's a sinner." I'm going to tell you several things happened here. First, this reveal. The heart of Simon. I don't doubt he might have been the one Jesus was talking about in the temple praying. Lord, I thank you I'm not like other people. Be careful what you pray. Be careful when you compare yourself with other people. You may not be doing as well as they would if you went through what they're going through. I thank you, God, that I'm not like this, this man. I fast twice a week. I pay my tithes of everything. Well, I'm glad you pay your tithes. Supposed to, but that don't buy your way to heaven. You need to understand that. See, as this Pharisee saw this woman, this is the way God. Sees a Pharisee. You need to think about that just a minute. He looked down on her. She's a sinner. She didn't keep the law. Neither did he. Hello? It's impossible to keep the law. I read a little story in time about the pastor at the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church. And somebody told him there's a homeless man out there and that he, he needed a bath, and, but he was waiting to talk to him. And pastor was thinking, I don't want to talk to this smelly man. And he said, God said to him, the way you see this man is the way I see you. Jesus heard Simon's thought just as the Holy Spirit hears our thoughts. But we see just how terrible our sins were and what he delivered us from. Then we can give him the kisses and the desire that he said, I was a terrible sinner. I know most of you wasn't. You probably had one or two in your life. Hello? Oh, yeah, James says if you break one of them, you break them all. <laughs> so we're, we're, all, we're all bad. We were all lost. We all needed a Savior. We all needed forgiveness. We needed all the things that God has given us. We needed them. We had to have them to survive eternity. Verse 44 said, And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou the woman, I entered thine house. thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with the tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in hath not but ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil, you didn't anoint. But this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment, a precious ointment, an expensive ointment. That's the difference between oil and ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom is, whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that said it meet with him began to stay. Within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sin? And he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Now let me tell you something about Pharisees, self-righteous people. You never can satisfy. They're always going to find fault. They like to get in a little group and talk about it. Hello? You know, they get on to Facebook a lot and do it. A text. God hears it all. I'm here to tell you the way we treat Christ is not an option. Psalms 2 and 12 says, Kiss the Son, Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, bless it, are, excuse me, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Amen. Let me ask you, truthfully, during worship, did you give him a kiss? Or are you just waiting for the music to get over? Like you're waiting for this sermon to get over. He deserves our kiss. Amen. Our greatest way of, a, of a, a, effect, showing affection He deserves it. Where would you be today without him? I know where I'd be. I'd probably be in hell. I've said all my life, if Jesus hadn't come in my life, I'd end up in jail or hell, because I had a terrible temper. Bad one. And he saved me. Then he worked on my temper. He don't perfect you when he saves you, he just forgives you. Then you gotta go to his word. You got to go in prayer. Amen. You got to ask God to help you. When He leaves today, and we leave today, is He going to say, "Thou gave us me no kiss"? We still got time to give Him a kiss. Kiss the Son. Come on, lest He be angry, and He perish from the way. Who would he have been angry with in this situation? The Pharisee or the sinner woman? We get it so mixed up sometimes. We get it so cross so many times. I believe if our services would be in him kissing Jesus, showing him the greatest affection we can show him in our service time, not trying to Say, I like this song or I don't like that song. Come on. But the preacher preaches too long or he's scattered today like I am. But I'm here to tell you, it's not what I expect out of you. It's what he expects out of you. What he expects out of you. Stand with me, if you will. Brother Troy asked me before... Church, was it going to be an hour and a half sermon? He's, he's what he's used to when I was at, a band, at a Adamville. I said, maybe 30 minutes. Do you love him? Amen. Do you really love him with all your heart, and mind, yes. soul, and strength? Well, give him a kiss. There several ways that you can kiss him, of course, in your worship helping others those he loves caring about people like he cares about people but today I just want to if you're here and you don't know Jesus I want to give you an invitation I don't know where you stand with God but you're the most important person in this church I've said that a thousand times I guess if you don't know Jesus he's centering on you right now just like he did this woman but if you're here today and you hadn't kissed him you hadn't showed him the affection you want why don't you come on down here and just stand around the altar ask him to help you love him how long has it been since you shed tears like this woman I don't know you know how long has it been since you washed his feet with your tears how long has it been you know we look a lot of things and say God's not moving because of this I think God's not moving because we don't love him as we should and tell him we love him and worship him not just worship Worship him in spirit and truth.